0: Will, how you doing, my man? Doing good. Doing Finally, good. got some fights back on. I know. It seemed like forever. It did seem like forever. When, when were the last fights? Last. It was Wonderboy versus
1: Neil, so it must have been like mid-December.
0: I just feel like it was like a month. It was. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> why it felt like that. <laughs> Oh man! Hey, uh, before we get going, I did want to give a shout out here to Rusty Tenacoon, new subscriber on YouTube. Thank you very much. He says, "I love your breakdowns and the picks." Hopefully, he didn't use this for wagering, because <laughs> Rusty, if you used this for wagering, my bad. Uh, L- listen, Rusty, we're a little rusty. It's been, uh, <laughs> it's been, a, been a long time. It's been a month. that podcast, Rust Ring, Rust. Uh, But dude, uh, so excited for the card last night. I thought it was a very good card. Uh, Mm. Rich the Casual, did you finally catch any fights?
2: Uh, I did. I watched uh, the Mandalorian fight several enemies in uh, the Mandalorian on Disney Plus yesterday. It was great.
0: (laughs) So it it sounds like uh, Rich the Casual has yet to (laughs) watch any of the assigned homework, any of the fights.
1: Could you imagine this was his first event? Would have been like, is it always like this? Fucking <laughs> like crazy.
0: Yeah, it would have been a good one. Uh, but for those that did catch it, man, we got oh, a lot of. Oh, real quick. Uh, yeah.
1: Moment of silence. Oh, of course. Yeah, moment of silence. We had uh, Ricky Simone versus Brian Kelleher. Kelleher tested positive for COVID. Uh, that would have COVID. been a fun one, too. Tim Elliott versus Jordan Espinosa. Uh, Espinosa also tested positive for COVID. Uh, Nick Lentz versus Mike Grundy would have been cool um Grundy withdrew I think he got injured or something I'm not really sure um Bescohar versus uh Wu Yanan uh would have been Bescohar's uh retirement fight retirement. that gets postponed uh, I think it would have been a better fight for Wu Yanan if that were the case <laughs> probably uh Warley Alves versus uh Christian Aguilera not to be confused with Christina um <laughs> and then Imavov versus Haas Haas mm-hmm. got injured a quick moment of silence.
0: Everybody would have been confused with Christina Aguilera. Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah those, those would have been some fight fun fights. fights. Yeah, there would have been yeah some I, fun I really fights. wanted to see Grundy again. Grundy is um, a I, always watching, uh, yeah. I always love watching Timelia. I always love watching Timmelio. too. He's scrappy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, man, we'll get right into it. First one that I wanted to talk about here was uh, Kilburn versus uh, Lingo. What were your thoughts? Yeah, dude, So Lingo, so going into
1: this one, is one of those guys this is one of those fights where both these guys are at the start of their professional careers Mm -hmm. and it's and you don't really know where the trajectory is going to go right the last time i saw kilburn fight was against uh youssef uh, zalal that was the first time i ever seen him fight um and if i'm being honest it wasn't like the uh most impressive performance but i think youssef uh, zalal is actually really really good so can't really knock him on it. Um,
0: based on so some of that, that you thought, thought it was due to just Zalal's uh, skill set. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because at it. that point in, in in their careers, you don't really know, right? Um, Kilburn coming off the loss to Billy the Kid Quarantino. So <clears throat> both of these guys, you don't really know. I mean, either they got beat by legit, legit guys, mm-hmm. or they're not very legit themselves or a mix of both you don't really know until you see them fight more and more um and i think that was this is both of their second ufc fights and man lingo man came out like a bat out of hell dude that one two that he was throwing he would double up on the jab throw the two behind it and uh man it was smooth dude and fast and that's not something that i expected to see based off his striking in his last fight um he just looked very like rudimentary in his last fight that I saw. So he just came out, and I think Kilburn kind of thought the same thing. Honestly, yeah. uh, I think he was a little like taken off guard by how quick his hands were. Maybe uh, those uh,
0: UFC jitters the first Could time be. around for Lingo. Could be, yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Um, and y- Yusef uh, Zalal has a lot of kind of hype behind him as a as a pretty like noteworthy prospect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the narrative going into his first fight was they're building up yousef they're going to give him a guy who's kind of been on the regional scene and all this stuff um so i that's got to play mind games you know what i mean like if you're looking online and everybody's talking about how this is a good starting point for Youssef and all this stuff, it's like man i can, i'm a fighter Like <laughs> i can fight <laughs> so i mean that, that could also play a part in his performance in his first fight but man he looked really good in this fight
0: a lot i love promise lingo His boxing was solid, and that's Mm -hmm. funny that you you mentioned the double jab with the right because I I put that in my notes that it was just so crisp, yeah. Uh, and it kept on finding a home. Even when Kilburn (laughs) was trying to use some head movement, Mm -hmm. uh, he was anticipating it. He was seeing it before you do it, Yeah. Uh, and he was so light on his feet, on his toes Mm -hmm. constantly, and his ability to get in and out really quickly was super impressive. So I I really like Lingo. and I think uh, he's fighting out of Dallas, Texas as well. He is. So, when I saw that, I was like, all right. You, you know how I feel about those local boys over here. <laughs> yeah. You know how I feel. So, Dude, it's uh, a but good I, scene over there, honestly. It's starting to get better and better. Mm-hmm. Is it, maybe it's starting to one of those hotbeds. Maybe because it's uh, becoming a hotbed, maybe Rich the Casual will start paying more attention uh, to some of those fights <laughs> instead of uh, the Mandalorian. So, uh, <laughs> the, the next one, Morris versus Mello. you oh, uh, do want to talk about it. <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> but okay. I'm bringing it up because uh, it, it's one of the only times that I felt like I had to fast forward the fight. Uh, and I love watching the, the women scrap too. And I, I think I've yeah. said it before whenever my wife is watching the fights with me, she wants to watch them too because they're always game. Not that the next they one was game, great. But it's just the, the constant ha 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 every time she would throw the jab, not even landing. Uh, and Dude. I don't know if you've noticed, but sometimes uh, Melo clocked her so hard that even after she got clocked, she's like, ha! <laughs> like, yeah. And I was like, you didn't throw a punch. You got did, socked. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just we'll, we'll skip over that. Uh, Felipe versus Tafa.
1: Yeah, the heavyweight Nick Diaz.
0: Oh my God. Dude, I this, was love this, fight. Fight. this was a great I fight. This is a great fight. I love this. I watched this one while I was on lunch. Because uh, yeah, I tuned okay. in while I was on lunch. This fight was on. And... Uh, I was so happy that I caught this fight live, dude. I was like sitting in my car and I'm like screaming at the, at my phone. Yeah. It was just an exciting fight, man. Well, dude, for me, we just finished uh, a mounting,
1: a TV mounting in Soledad. And then the next job was in Carmel. So it was like another 50 minute drive where I just had my cadet drive and I was just sitting in the passenger seat watching this one live. <laughs> dude. Cause I, dude, I was so excited cause we were, we're not supposed to work overtime at all. So it's like, all right, cool. I start at 7.30. I don't take a lunch. I clock out at 3.30. I get home. Fights aren't even starting yet. You know, I will be able to catch all of them. Yeah, I'll I'll at least catch the main card, blah, blah, blah. On my way to work, 6.50 in the morning, (laughs) I'm watching like previews and stuff. And they're like, and prime time, 3 p.m. Eastern. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) 3 p.m. Eastern. And then I look at it real quick and it's like, oh, the fights start in two hours. It was 7 o'clock. So I was pissed. You know, but there's luckily. something
0: about watching the fights live, but at the exact same time, there's something about being able to fast forward all that other BS filler shit that they put in between the fights. Whenever there is a fight yeah. that ends early, That's and you're true. just sitting and waiting and waiting and waiting, you can still fast mm-hmm. forward to the walkouts so if they show the walkouts. Fast forward to the introductions, yeah. uh, man. And it, that that was kind of cool to do last night too. At the same time. Were, did you avoid like spoilers and stuff? Did you have? Were you able to watch it not knowing anything? I avoided uh, spoilers for the most part. The only thing that I ended up seeing was a result for uh, the Max Holloway fight. Damn, my know, phone started are blowing to, up. They're hard to yeah.
1: Nowadays, it used to be easy, dude. You Used to just okay, yeah. I just won't go to forums.
0: Yep, <laughs> it's not like that anymore. Now it's everywhere. For for the fight, yeah, fight, I just wanted banger. to say Tafa. In the first round was so calm so relaxed so
1: disciplined
0: dude and it just seemed like he was in the matrix for a lot of those shots that felipe was throwing his way you know where he was just leaning mm-hmm. back side to side and he dude, was avoiding the, so many of those shots
1: the outside lead leg kick that he was mm-hmm. landing the the rear leg body kick uh that southpaw versus orthodox body kick is brutal uh dude he just had an answer anytime felipe would get close he would check him with something and then you could see felipe was getting frustrated too man and and uh and it looked like as long as toffa could stay disciplined which it looked like he was going to be able to do uh he would probably just continue this for three rounds maybe get a finish but man felipe came out that second round and was like did what he had to do to make it dirty he had to make and it and even dirty.
0: then i think it was like two minutes into the second round where yeah, he catches true. him with something solid and i think that that scared toff a little bit instead of i get caught with many more of those Mm-hmm. where I'm not expecting it, it, it it's going to be an early night. So he said, also, let me put myself in a position where I can expect some of these shots, even yeah. if it's in a phone booth, fighting in a phone booth. But, man, just forehead to forehead, dude. body the shots, round? uppercuts, oh, my God. Dude,
1: That the when when they, when they it was, like, 30 seconds left in the third round, oh. and they just met in the middle, forehead to forehead, and were just ripping each other, I was like, what the fuck is happening? I was, <laughs> I was like, I was get, it. Passenger seat. get it, get <laughs> it. I was in the passenger seat of the van, just being like, "Oh my god!" And like, I, I I told Zach to pull over, my cadet. I told him to pull over so he could watch it with me because it was so crazy. Because <laughs> we were on the river road and just like, there's nothing going around. There's just farms. So we're like, I was like, "Dude, pull over! You gotta see this shit." It was crazy, man. He's like, "What's going How's on? It? What's going on?" No, I just yeah. need you
0: to watch these fights with me real quick. This is crazy. Yeah,
1: we didn't pull over, <laughs> but but I did tell him to.
0: Man, I how did you have it? Because I had Tafa, I had Tafa winning the fight. First and third round. How did you have it? I had Tafa winning the first round. Uh, second round is really a
1: toss up. Uh, first half I gave that one to Tafa. Second half was Felipe. I, I would give it to Felipe though, just because um, I don't think the the second half of the rounds should weigh heavily or weigh more heavily. But I think he just did more damage, and, and that's ultimately the the number one scoring criteria, right? Uh, I think
0: that is something that the judges take into account, though. Uh, I What's think that? they have. Uh, who finishes the strong the round stronger yeah, yeah. it's it's fresher in their memory but that's not yeah, me, I agree though. with you I agree yeah. with you
1: yeah so so yeah i t- i had felipe in that second round just cuz of the damage um, mm-hmm. and i actually had him winning the third too i thought it was a, a good 29 28 felipe yeah um, yeah it was a close fight though i wouldn't have yeah, been I, mad if if it went either way
0: i i mean i had a 29 28 uh Tafa, um mm-hmm. but it, i i'm just happy that it was a really good fight and yeah, uh, Tafa, fight. I know that he's worked with uh, Mark Hunt mm-hmm. uh, in the past, and you you see the yeah. Mark Hunt in him. You know the yeah. way that he just uh, the mannerisms, dude. The, the mannerisms, the, yeah, exactly, and the way that he uh, uh, approaches fighters, and the ways that that he puts pressure so nonchalant towards just walking towards them mm-hmm. and then landing some big shots. Uh, dude, the kicks, you, man, those are impressive. When you take a look at the heavyweight division, though. Yeah. And you think about the fact that you still have folks like Felipe, mm-hmm. uh, Tafa in there. Uh, what, what's that other guy that you really like? Cyril Gane? A- uh, no, Cyril no. Guy. Uh, is it a- Aspen? Uh, let me look at the rankings. I can't history. remember. But there's, there's a lot of heavyweight up-and-comers. That just makes oh, me so yeah, much more excited. Yeah, I know what you talking about. The guy who trained with uh, Darren Till. Yep.
1: Yeah, um, looks like British Frank Mir.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> the son of Frank Mir. Yeah. So, I, I'm more excited than ever for the heavyweight division right now. I'm so pumped. Dude, how about we get... Imagine if we watched
1: Felipe. It'd be a huge step up, but Felipe versus like Blagoid Ivanov. That, Dude, that would be a big step up. Be a, it'd be a huge step up, but... I mean, he's right around, he's ranked number 13. That's a fun fight, dude. That's a banger.
0: I mean, I'll watch it. I would watch it. (laughs) All right, we'll move on to the next one. (laughs) Wu Yanan. Wu Yanan versus uh, Mm -hmm. Edwards.
1: Yeah, dude, this was a... This is... Edwards, uh, Jocelyn Edwards. Was this her debut? Yeah. Yeah. Coming coming out party for Edwards. Yeah, UFC debut and... um, uh, short notice fight, right? She filled in for Betch Um also coming off a first round knockout um in her in her previous organization, but dude, she just looked complete, man. She looked complete. Uh that, that she got first a round with her striking. Yeah, her first the first round was I immediately was like, oh shit, this is someone to watch out for when she was uh, threading uh, the arm bar, here.
0: which I was mm-hmm. shocked she didn't uh end up landing it. Uh, when you're looking at that armbar, Will, because mm-hmm. I know that you are a strict jujitsu practitioner. So, wh- where still did she a go belt. wrong here? It's <laughs> still a white belt. Um, but, but where did think, she go wrong? The, uh, I don't think she went wrong
1: anywhere. Um, from the get-go, I don't think there was much of a chance to get it, just because the way that Woo was stacking her, um, the when she set up the tr- the armbar, it was almost. You can set up submissions for a finish. You can set up submissions for a reversal, or for, or just to get get back to your feet. All these things, right? And I think she wanted the finish, obviously, but the position when she set it up uh, to get that belly down armbar, it's pretty difficult. So in the when you swing your leg over, you could try to hook the leg. And sweeper, so that you end up on your back and you can. That's see what that, I was surprised right?
0: that she didn't attempt to do because I know she was think, stacking her for the most part. But mm-hmm. there was a part where she stood up a little bit, and was kind of leaning, and I thought that was a perfect opportunity for her to hook the leg
1: when she stood up and she, and it looked like she might try to slam her right before she
0: right before yeah. she picked her up. Mm-hmm.
1: You she could have uh, I, but you, you she knows the feel of how good of a grip she has on the arm, so That's she might true. not. She might needed to keep a two on one to even keep the whole thing. That's um, True. The other way you get that that belly down is, um, yeah. I mean, you have to you, you have to get space. Um, and Wu did a good job of just crowding her and just staying calm, putting the knee on her face, and just keeping her. If she tried to like rip out of it, that's when you create openings, right? That she could have exploited. But I think she just did a great job defending. It. I don't think she did anything wrong without for not being able to finish it. But um, she set it up in a cramped position, which is hard to do. Normally you need more space. So I was impressed mm. that she was able to get the leg over. Um, her striking definitely, I think in that first round, she noticed with her striking, she was able to kind of hit her pretty clean. And Wu looked like she, almost like the Brock Lesnar look, right? When Brock would used to get hit, it looked like he wasn't really used to getting hit. It was almost like that, where it would, she would like take her out of the fight almost whenever she would get hit. So Edwards felt probably like she could kind of like get a little more reckless with it. Um, didn't have to stay as tight and technical.
0: I'm excited to see Edwards against a more traditional type of fighter because mm-hmm. Wu Yan'an has some really, really awkward movements. Like yeah, very. Doing this with her arms, and even like her shoulders, mm-hmm. you know, her head movement and mixing in her arms. So if she, Edwards, was able to do that well against somebody as awkward as Wu Yan'an, I, mm-hmm. I want to see her fight one of those more traditional yeah. strikers and see and what she do. And it could, could go do. either
1: way. It could go, if she does fight someone more traditional, I could see someone more traditional kind of picking her apart on the feet, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, or it'll go the other way and she'll keep it tight because she knows she has to. Um, I don't. I just don't know where the mindset is there, you know? Um, I don't know if it's like a lack of technique that she was showing or if it was a, more like a carefree style that she was going out there with because she kind of was driving off the opponent she did a really good job of using her momentum against her though with the takedowns i was i was super yeah. impressed man i was super That was impressed. awesome there's there's a lot of potential there
0: there is and uh those up kicks Dude. she caught wuyan a couple of times with those up kicks. Yes, and did. when you talk about that that look on her face after a few of those strikes specifically with the up kicks and the one where she did the double foot yeah. up kick and even Daniel Cormier was like, "Damn, she straight did a drop kick from her back, yeah. <laughs> man." But overall, yeah. very impressive mm-hmm. uh, for Edwards to come in this way. And they were saying that she's still an experienced fighter. I think she already had ten plus fights under her belt going yeah, into definitely. the UFC. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, but I, I'm glad she showed up like that, man. You know, yeah. especially against a game opponent Wu Yunnan.
1: Mm-hmm. And now the door's open, man. She can, I mean, you could have thirty fights on the regional scene. And you can almost stagnate and not really progress your own game, you know? True. Um, so, yeah, now that she's in the UFC, man, she's going to start getting better opponents. And hopefully it, she builds her, herself off of, the, off of that. Um, yeah, man. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I, I actually too. really like
0: that fight. And I, I know that we say a lot on the podcast that we're excited. I mean, we're big MMA <laughs> fans. A yeah, lot of the shit that we see gets us excited. I, I can't help it. I'm just being honest. Like When I say I'm excited, I am excited about the heavyweight division. I'm excited about Edwards now. Um, but when you see a fighter in their first fight in the UFC come in and show up the way that Edwards did, dude, yeah. you start thinking, Sky, sky's the limit for this girl, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, uh, I mean,
1: I don't, I'm not going to go too far and say that she's going to accomplish like great things or anything like that, but I'm definitely going to be She looking. will go
0: down as the best female <laughs> MMA fighter in history. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Puna Soriano versus Todorovic.
1: Dude, and so we move <laughs> into the main card. This is where it picks. starts
0: going downhill for me because I, I finished tonight. I finished tonight 50%. I did pretty good. Uh, 50% on the, uh, undercard. Yeah, I did pretty good. Oh, on the yeah, undercard. yeah,
1: yeah. For me, but, I, I, I only made picks for the main card, right? So um, I was a cool two for five.
0: <laughs> okay. Better than 0 for you know, five?
1: Hey, if you, that's batting 400 right there. In the MLB, you'd go down in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you maintain that for your whole career, that's Hall of Fame right there.
0: (laughs) That's Hall of Fame, dude. Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, Man, the the biggest issue that I saw with Tudorovich in this one Mm -hmm. was the fact that he continued trying to move back to avoid these straight punches Mm -hmm. uh, of Funa Soriano. At first, it was looping hooks, and then Soriano made the adjustment to those straight punches. Mm -hmm. And I remember... Uh, reading one time, uh, I was reading about Muhammad Ali and how his trainers used to get really frustrated when he moved back. Yeah, and uh, they, would, they would tell him, you know, hey, if there's a train coming straight at you, are you going to try to move back or are you going to move off to the sides? Yeah, and uh, Ali's and like Muhammad Ali said, "I'm the greatest of all time." Shut your pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, but I, that's just what kept on running through my mind when I kept on yeah. seeing Todorovic and Todorovic. Even after he got knocked down the first time, granted he was probably uh, concussed. Mm-hmm. but did not make the adjustment whatsoever with yeah. his head movement. Just continued trying to go back, and it was just a matter of time for Punis Soriano to put him out with those heavy Hawaiian heavy bombs. Hands, man. Dude, so, heavy Hawaiian yeah, this, bombs.
1: This one I had uh, Dusko winning. I mean, obviously we had our episode right, but um I think if you watch Soriano up until this point, it's all looping hooks. It's all looping hooks and uppercuts, overhands. Uh not a ton of straight punches. So I think, and you watch Dusko's last performance, he's all head movement. He's no, no defense, no blocking. It's all head movement. Um, so I think he expected Soriano to be headhunting, throwing looping shots. And he's like, I'll just move out of the way and I'll pick him apart. Like you said, Soriano made that adjustment very early, started throwing the straight punches. I've never seen him throw like that. Um, and it, yeah, like you said, he, Dusko couldn't, ma- I don't think he could make the, make the adjustment because when you get rocked, And your days, you go back to your training, right? You're on autopilot. It's all instincts now. So what are Dusko's instincts? I think his instincts are head movement, dodging, stuff like that. Because that's how he fights. So I don't think he had the wherewithal to even make the adjustment. Because he was getting cracked. He got dropped, what, three times in the round?
0: He got dropped a lot. I lost count. Yeah. What do you think about mouthpiece gate?
1: (laughs) I saw a comment that was like, did anybody else see John Jones hand up the mouthpiece? (laughs) From underneath the cage.
0: <laughs> Dude, that's crazy, oh. man. Only in this sport can shit like that happen, man. And I think Dana White covers that too where he's like, the you know, the undercards were meh. And then the first fight on ABC, <laughs> the fucking mouthpiece gets stuck between the fence and the, the canvas. Like, when do you ever see that? Um, man, this is While where I wish... Rocked. While someone's rocked. Yeah, was, and so he's recovering. getting time to recover. Yeah. And then, this is how you know that Todorovic was kind of not all there because he starts mm-hmm. trying to help her dean I know. to get the mouthpiece out. He's just like, okay, I guess I'll try to get it out, but it's yeah. like, bro, no, take your time. Yeah, take maybe your time. sit down.
1: Maybe sit down, <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, dude. Maybe stop letting your legs carry you, man. But man, the, death by head movement. This fight. This is where I wish that we had a contact with like Herzog, where I, I could ask him like, how would you have handled? That situation specifically, we talk about how we think Herzog's the best in the biz, right? And he did. Um, he showed again in this card that he's the best. He sure did. He sure did. And Mark Goddard once again showed that he seems disinterested before the fight <laughs> start. But uh, I, I just wonder how Herzog would have handled that. Because Herb mm-hmm. dug at it for a while before he was like, somebody have another mouthpiece. Yeah. Right? And no dig at Herb. I'm sure that he hasn't gone through that situation very often.
1: Yeah. I would just that's on your feet. love yeah. <laughs>
0: to hear from Herzog. Uh, how he would have handled it so uh do you have anything yeah. else on that fight Yeah just because
1: I'm actually still you see Dusko has a ton of heart obviously he was getting mm-hmm. fucked up he got dropped I think I think 3 times um I actually think they could have let this go this fight um obviously he was definitely hurt um but he was intelligently defending himself when Went for when for his he legs call it. Yeah and there was what 5 seconds left in the round not not the worst stoppage right don't get dropped three times in one round but uh um, yeah don't do that yeah don't do that um but at the same time uh he's undefeated going into this fight um never really probably had to feel face adversity like this so what i see f- from him is that he can take shots right granite shin the fact that he wasn't out cold is crazy to me he was taking hard shots um and on top of that, I think this is one of those real learning experiences for a guy like this who probably thinks he's unbeatable, especially with that style, man. When that's when you're, what was he ten to no going into this fight? Ten and no.
0: Yeah, ten to no coming. Yeah, into this I think fight. Uh, it was uh, Soriano was seven to no going in, now eight and no, and then yeah, Dubrovich yeah. now ten and one.
1: Ten and one, right? So you you come up, you're ten and 0 no um, going into a fight where you don't really get hit that much because of your head movement and you kind of style on people in in all ten fights. You probably think you're untouchable uh, and you probably don't develop your game as much as you should be because you think you can do that, right? Um, so I think this is one of those eye-opening experiences for him uh, and, I, and I'm excited to see his next fight and, and what he does out of this. And and Soriano... Um, yeah, I was going to yeah, say, what about Soriano? I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, I'm a huge uh, Todorovic fan, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, Soriano, man, looked good. He looked good. It's hard to make those adjustments, man. Especially, you get you almost get written off as a fighter sometimes when you are just a head hunting, looping, punch throwing kind of guy, and um, and and people think. I mean, I, I, I thought he, there's a chance he could get he could win by knockout in this fight, but I thought I thought because of that stylistically he was going to get styled on, um, but he made the adjustment, and that's ultimately that's what you look for for potential in the fighters. Can you make adjustments during the fight? He definitely did. Uh, and Quick, too, man. He realized it right away and, and switched up his game.
0: So that's impressive. Poor Todorovic. All right. Rest in peace. <laughs> we'll go over to uh, <laughs> Buckley versus DeCherico. My bad. I was pronouncing it DeCherico before. Yeah. Uh, but it's DeCherico. De yeah. Uh, and this is one of the ones where... <laughs> it's a, a couple things. Hardy was fantastic last year. Yeah, season.
1: he's so good, man. He's so good. And
0: I know we've... Talked in the past about when it's Hardy with Felder, how it gets a little too mm. cheesy sometimes. Uh, and I think that Hardy with DC is the perfect combination it's so good. of professional yeah. with still, you know, making it sound like you're watching the fights with your boys. Yeah. Fights with the boys. Uh, <laughs> but when he says looks, like he stared in the eyes of Medusa. <laughs> and DC doesn't. Just... DC says it was... again. Was, that was fantastic. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're um, just
1: showing replays of this dude getting knocked out. Knocked built. out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but man, uh, I, it was just a beautiful setup by Alessio, you know, with dude, yeah, uh, really the good. leg he kicks, like... the body kicks. Mm-hmm. And he was doing that. And and I believe high. that was the first head kick that he yep. had tossed at that point in time. Well, cause uh, you do it
1: until you get the read that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Right. As soon as Buckley reacts the way you want to, to those other kicks, you go high. And DC must've had flashbacks. Um, here, exactly hearing what John DC
0: hearing DC explain <laughs> like know. when he's like hey man sometimes these punches get you right in the eye and then he <laughs> explaining like yeah you know when you get kicked in the body and then he'll go it's high it's kind of hard to read that sometimes Yeah, and it's you like, know it's like you could just replay exactly what he's talking about in your head I know but that, you that, just that, see there's the, a big... the
1: image of him crying just like slowly fades <sighs> in and then Dude, fades away hey all part. I know is
0: that when DC cries we all cry okay I know yeah with uh it's like seeing your dad dad cry you're like this isn't supposed to happen (laughs) (laughs) with buckley the the question mark comes up now where he's got two wins and two losses in the ufc Mm -hmm. two wins by knockout two losses by knockout right where where does this put buckley in your head
1: uh i don't think he's like a glass cannon yet you know he still takes big shots um
0: glass cannon i like that you ever heard that before no a glass cannon yeah I'll put that right up there with, it uh, looks like he stared into the eyes of Medusa. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but man, I think he just really, man, I mean, I can't put myself in his mindset going into this fight because, because how old is he? I don't know. He, I think he's my age. Old okay. He's my brother's age. He's, he's 26, right? He's young, man. Um, and absolutely burst onto the scene. This past year must have been absolute insanity for him. You go from the regional scene, uh, you you get a knockout in Bellator. Or was it was a Bellator, on a Friday.
0: Bellator no, on Friday. LFA. Uh,
1: LFA on a Friday. Get he gets a knockout. Uh, a week later. Oh, he's I see fighting. what you're saying. Yeah, the, he, the, a week later he's fighting him? Kevin Holland, breakout fighter of the year. Um, he gets ca- He gets caught. Right. He gets knocked out. But he didn't look bad. He looked like. Everybody kind of took note, and, and that wasn't a necessarily a Holland beat a bum. It was, hey, this guy looks like... It, he brought it. He's, he brought it, and he's still young, so maybe this was just... He bit off a little bit more than he could chew in this fight, that kind of stuff. Then he fights another promising prospect, gets knockout of the year um, two months later. In Kasanga? And then, yeah, all of a sudden, it's, it, man, he's being talked about everywhere. Dana White's personally congratulating him. Like, dude, this must have been nuts for him. He's still working at Walgreens. Like... Must have been crazy. Then he goes out, fights Jordan Wright, gets another knockout, and then man, if you're him, man, you're thinking sky's the limit. You think I'm, I'm indestructible. Yeah, I got a lot, I lost that first one, but in my mind, hey, that was on a week's notice. UFC debut on a week's notice. I just fought a week before. Like oh, that's you know you have built in um, outs for that performance. Then they give you a guy here who on paper he's coming off three losses, right? Probably. He looked, it looks like a layup. Right. And I thought it was, uh, and it probably was to be honest from the UFC. Um, so going into this man who knows what his mindset is. It, it he might be feeling, man, I'm, I'm indestructible. I can go in and I'm just going to put my style on somebody, uh, very, uh, in like, yeah, exactly. Um, and, and he got caught, you know, he got exposed a little bit. Um, and, and and props to to, to Kiriko, right? That was, uh, I mean, it was perfect. Uh, he looked like he went in there. He went in there pissed off, man. <laughs> he was pissed going into this fight. Well, I think he was heard all the,
0: the talk of everybody saying, uh, essentially, what we did, which is yeah. this should be a layup for Buckley, mm-hmm. and, and it's, yeah. it's the UFC continuing to build this star.
1: Mm-hmm. And he, yeah, if if I'm him, I'm, I'm pissed too. You know, same energy as Dustin Poirier going Kiriko into his Kiriko said, prototype. let me show
0: you your star right now. Yeah, yeah. You know?
1: um, and so so I don't think this is like Buckley got exposed. I think he's still so young that like this is just going to refine his game. Um, he just got got, you know. Um, hey,
0: just like you're sure these things happen in MMA.
1: Oh, I'm still mirrored, fuck. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: but, these
0: things happen in MMA.
1: Yeah, and I don't know where where go comes or goes from this. Um a lot of people thought DeKirko should have beat Kevin Holland. That was a split decision. A lot of people had him beating Kevin Holland. So, um
0: I mean, he's 12 and 5, right? What was that? Was he is he 12 and 4, 13 and 4? What what's DeKirko's? Something like that. Doing? So, Something it's like not that. like he doesn't have any experience, man. He's been doing this no, for he's a good. minute. Yeah, he's 13 he's and 5. So, 13 and five. Uh,
1: I'm excited to see him again. Very strange post-fight stuff from him. I don't know if you saw the post-fight well, he's, stuff.
0: He's been upset that nobody's interviewed him in a while.
1: Yeah, he wants his yeah. time
0: in front of that camera.
1: You know, I don't think he does. Uh, I think he just um, he said that you, you never fight, you never interview the losers, right? Um, Bales on the on the Octagon interview, and then the post-fight back in the press conference area. Uh, sits down takes one question says sorry guys I'm going to leave just to make my statement I don't think it's fair that only the winners get talked to Uh, every fight this is two people contribute to this right I understand the sentiment
0: Um, so
1: when you head kick someone
0: into another dimension this was going to be in Will's wisdom let's say when we talk about DeCarico. okay with the Anik interview you want to save it for later yeah we'll save it for later Okay, we'll save it for later then. All right, yeah. so what we could do then is just move on to Li Lian versus uh yeah, the leech. Yeah, the leech. So that, that's the nickname, the leech. Hmm. I mean, who who gave him that name? Was it a buddy where he just had Li Jingliang living on his fucking couch for a year <laughs> and Li Jingliang was just eating all his food? Like, where did that come from?
1: Dude, I think it's from him sapping people's energy
0: and then that knocking makes them out more cold. sense <laughs> that makes more sense but but <laughs> uh I, I know we were all very high on Ponzanibio coming in he was writing a mm-hmm. seven fight win streak mm-hmm. uh that stud uh yeah. george yeah even uh brought up the fact that we wanted to keep an eye on Ponzanibio. Mm-hmm. now by any means do i think that Ponzanibio is now out of the picture yeah uh, but i think it's just one of those cases of Lee Li Liang's power and our boyfriend Camacho when we interviewed him talked about how Lee Li Jing Liang's one of his the hardest hitters fuck. he's ever fought. And he hit him with that left hook from China that yeah. was cocked like down by his knee and just brought yeah. it all the way around and caught him just right on the butt, man.
1: Yeah, and I'll be honest, man, Ponce Nibio, um remember I we all picked him, right? Me, you and George, we all picked him. Um mm-hmm. and that was no disrespect to to the leech, but Ponzinibbio, uh, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember, but when, when we were leaving that, that fight, when we were making picks, I was like, I think he's going to win, but I'm still very anxious to see his first round. I want to see the round number one from him. And right off the bat, it looked like he's going to have to survive this round. And hopefully he gets comfortable by the second because dude, it, it just didn't look like him. He looked like a different fighter. Um, Missing missing shots. Yeah, I think it I think some people doesn't affect him right Dominic Cruz says it doesn't exist all this stuff some people it does though, man, and I think it really did affect him because he was throwing shots labored shots that were missing by a mile, and that's not something that he normally does Um, His head movement was like sluggish almost like it just didn't look his footwork was almost non-existent Um, The biggest problem
0: I saw will was that he kept on coming in with a right and he mm -hmm. cock it back so far Instead yeah. of getting in, in a good defensive position, he'd punch, cock it cock it back like really quickly, and yeah. he'd leave his yes. cheek wide open again yeah. for that left hook from China.
1: Yeah, and I think I think the leech man uh took advantage of this opportunity. Uh but man, he's tough, man. Uh, he, he yeah, I, I I wasn't surprised at this. Obviously I picked Nibio, but I wasn't surprised. I think the leech kinda got overlooked a little bit by a lot of people. Um I think Ponzinibbio is different because, man, he couldn't – he wasn't just injured. You know what I mean? He had, like, bacteria infection. Like, it was a tough two years, man. It wasn't just, yeah. like
0: – An uh, infection in his like, bones or something like that?
1: Something crazy, man. Just, like, I don't even know. But uh, I think he would benefit from taking a step down in, in competition. Um, he's not young, you know, by any means. 34? So, yeah, so – He's I'm younger than me, but... bite again. Yeah. <laughs> not not inviting. I mean, yeah. So I, I don't, I'm not ready to write him off or anything like that. I don't think he got exposed or anything like that. I think it's just ring rust, honestly. And nothing. To, I'm not going to take away from the leash, right? That was a beautiful shot. Put him out cold. And this is the one that I was talking about with Herzog proving to be one of the best in the game, man. That was fantastic stoppage. Fantastic. Mm. The fact he only ate one follow up. Herzog was across the cage. I don't even know how he got there. He, He's he like was a little so ninja. quick, man. Yeah, it was so quick. It's all that exercise bike he does, dude. I uh, do. you watch <laughs> his Instagram exactly stories. You watch his Instagram stories. That guy's always on the exercise bike, dude. Is he? So like, don't, I don't yeah. stock him.
0: I don't stock him like you will. I know that's your I boy do. right there. I do. It's, but that, when I was thinking about like a head movement, this is a fight with uh, Li Jing Liang When I was like, mm-hmm. Todorovic just needs to watch this when he's yeah. out of his fight because <laughs> Li Jing Liang had some fantastic head movement throughout mm-hmm. the entire fight as well. Nothing crazy, uh, not over the top,
1: right? Just... Yeah. yeah, just enough to slip, right? Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: like, hug. slip and rip. <laughs> the two things that I noted uh, as well was all class from uh, Li Jing Liang, which is as crazy. soon as he laid him out, yeah, dude just lays down right next to him and starts like <laughs> hugging him and like patting him on the head. I'm like, he's out, bro. Yeah, like, give him a second, you know. But all class.
1: Yeah, Ponzinibbio thought it was an early stoppage, and I disagree. He, your boy was salty. He was yeah, in India was salty. He was back in the hospital fighting that infection. Uh, definitely <laughs> Dude, should have been fighting.
0: He was, yeah, he wasn't happy. Uh, and then your boy uh, Li Jing Liang can sure talk during an interview. Yeah, dad, I man, I feel so bad for his translator. I was like, how's he gonna remember all that shit you're saying? Because he'd be fight going off speaking Chinese. Yeah, and then <laughs> he's going off for like two minutes straight. And he goes, "Looking forward to his next fight." I'm like that's yeah. not all he said, bro. <laughs> that's not all he said. Alright, uh, anything uh, else on that. Real quick
1: fight? real quick too. Uh crazy that Ponzanibio versus the Leech, not one eye poke in that fight when both of them are historically uh
0: oh.
1: eye pokers.
2: <laughs> the
1: Leech, pokers? the Leech eye raker on the ground. <laughs> you watch some of his fights, man. Straight, He's digging uh, his fingers in those eyes on the ground.
0: That that's uh, gnarly, man. Uh, yeah, let's see here. Alright, uh Conda versus Brown. Great fight. What a great fight. What did you think about it? No, I enjoyed it. Okay, Uh, you know, there's some some folks that were like, oh, a couple of uh, legends at it, you know, and uh, I think we mentioned it on the prediction podcast where uh, I said uh, it'll carry some nostalgia for some Mm -hmm. folks as well uh, that have been uh, watching MMA for a long time, and we have a former WC champ uh, interim champion Condit and Matt Brown has just always been a game since he's been in the UFC uh two of the best nicknames i know the natural born killer versus the immortal dude and and then you find out like why he's the immortal is like
1: god bro and and
0: uh, you want to share just, it for uh the listeners that might not know why his nickname is immortal yes yeah, so rich matt the casual brown, is probably like what's going on yeah uh
1: matt brown uh has had substance abuse issues earlier in his life uh and died of a heroin overdose Was actually was dead dead, not just like, like declared dead and then revived. Uh, So that's why he's the immortal, right? You can't kill him. Interesting fun fact: after this fight, Carlos Condit's last two opponents have both died from heroin overdoses and were brought back. Court McGee also same thing. So if you are they just
0: cherry picking opponents at this point?
1: If you if you die of a heroin overdose, don't go fight Carlos Condit.
0: (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> Make a note, but man. All Make respect note. to Matt Brown,
1: man. I, I love Matt Brown. He's always been such a cool too. fighter. Um, I and
0: remember again, when... the story you just mentioned, and mm-hmm. uh, people just love an underdog story, good underdog story. So for him to go from that to what he's doing now and being a good role model, a good father, man, he's such a
1: good dude, yeah,
0: dude, he's just a fantastic guy. At least it seems like it, right? So I love Matt yeah. Brown. I always have. Wish him nothing but the best, man. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like he's retiring. I don't know if he's retiring. Uh, we just don't know. Yeah. We just don't know. But he, I I hope we continue seeing him fight because he can still scrap, man.
1: Dude, that, I mean, that
0: was a great fight. It was a great fight. It was a fantastic I expected fight. a stand
1: up war. Um, and we got a ground war, man. That thing was sick. The great transitions, great takedowns. A chess match. Submission it was, attempt, a chess it was match awesome. On the yeah, a grueling chess match. That was, man. That, we dude, that takedown saw some that nice Carlos ca- Conda hit.
0: Uh, I was just about to say that. Yeah,
1: that Carlos Conda takedown in the second round, I think it was, yep. was like. Fuck, that was awesome. And we were kind of talking shit about having the crowd, right? Uh, I do think they upped the crowd volume uh, on the broadcast a little bit. Um, but, man, to hear them react to that takedown, instantly, I was like, goosies. I was fucking pumped. Yeah. Gooseys. Got some goosies, bro. I was at this point. So, at this point, during the Deuce Go fight, we're not allowed to work overtime right now, right? I finished my jobs. Uh, we're back in the warehouse, finished doing notes, all that stuff. Meanwhile, I have the fights on on my phone, and there's a few people in the warehouse, just all kind of hanging out, talking stuff. Store's slow, right? Nothing's really going on. OMS, they're just doing OMS picks, basically nothing else to do. So everyone's kind of just hanging out in the warehouse, and uh, we got back to the warehouse during the Duco fight. Crazy first round knockout. Nobody's really caring around me, right? About what's going on on the phone. Uh, but I'm showing people, hey, just check this knockout. Hey, check this knockout. First three fights of the main card were knockouts, right? Uh, and then this fight happens. Um, and once this fight started, because I was kind of hanging out and watching fights, right? Yeah. Once this fight started, instantly glued to it, man. And and as soon as that takedown landed and the crowd went crazy, uh, I almost completely blocked everybody out and was just like, <laughs> Here I am. This is fucking awesome, man. It just felt so good, man. The fact that it, these guys put on a show like that and it wasn't an empty arena, some fights are almost better because there's no crowd, right? But, man, Matt Brown versus
0: Carlos Condit, there has to be people there for that. And, yeah, for sure. it was the right call. It, it completely it, changed my opinion on it. In an upcoming fight, when you think about, like, Poirier versus McGregor, I think that's why the UFC waited so long it's to 100%. get McGregor in another fight. Is because he's another one of those fighters, along with Poirier, that – just adding a crowd that element mm-hmm. makes it so much more exciting and better right um, yeah another quote from Dan Hardy during this fight <laughs> he might be immortal but he still bleeds
1: yeah I was like Dan Hardy my, awesome. man, yeah.
0: <laughs> my man yeah uh, my man dude uh, I've but, been
1: watching a lot of Dan Hardy videos. his his YouTube channel is fantastic yeah fantastic yeah Full rep check file. it out dude really good stuff I love I could listen to him talk about fights all day long great YouTube because of his accent it's not just that man. It's just his understanding of not just his understanding of the game, but understanding of what it takes to put yourself in there and what these people are giving up. And the way he goes over fights, he's such a good analyst that he can break down the matchups and the techniques and all this stuff. But also he balances in that factor of just like, like putting it all out there and like what you're giving up the years off your life at the end, potentially all this stuff, the way he balances those two things when he's explaining things, um, and and his understanding of history, man, like the way he—he's
0: a historian. He's a true—he's a historian, historian, man. And and the I way actually he talked to uh, that too. It's awesome. I talked to Rich the Casual about that. That Dan Hardy's a historian because after lunch, uh, I like I said, I had just watched the Felipe versus Tafa fight, mm-hmm. and you hear Dan Hardy say, you know, they call him uh, Sagat synonymous mm-hmm. with Muay Thai. Yeah. And then uh, DC's like, yeah, like the guy from Street Fighter. And <laughs> and then uh, Dan Hardy's like or like the real Muay Thai fighter. Name's the guy. He goes, "That was a real guy? The whole time I thought it was just Street Fighter." He's like, "Man, you're a historian, Dan Hardy." Uh, but man, I love Dan Hardy. Man. I love all that stuff, so man. good. It, it's, it's like, so good. It's like when I hear Mike
1: Tyson start bringing up Alexander the Great and talking about all these conquests and stuff, it's like, man, just like the human nature of it all mixes together like that and it's just, man, you love to I love hearing shit like that awesome for sure So shout uh, out were Dan you Bobby. happy
0: with uh the, the decision i i felt like uh condit was a more active fighter mm-hmm. uh, i thought that i had condit thirty twenty seven. me me too and uh yeah even when they were on the ground like i felt like matt brown a lot of times was just working a lot towards positioning head positioning mm-hmm. while uh condit seemed to be trying to uh, be more active on top get more yeah. strikes in did you see it the same way yeah i i could see
1: uh I wouldn't be mad if it was a 29-28 and they gave Matt Brown the first round. For sure. But, yeah, but I did have uh, Condit, even though he was off his back on that first round. Um, way more active. Way more active. Throwing up submissions. Great high guard work from him, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and in that first round, I thought this this is how you're supposed to beat Condit, right? You're supposed to take him down, but almost put him against the cage and hold him there because he gets stuck, right, when he fought... Uh, I mean, a lot of his fights, he gets stuck up against the cage on the ground, legs crossed, and just gets stuck there. And I thought, man, Matt, Matt Brown might pull out this grueling, like, couture-style performance right now and, and grind him out. But, man, props to Condit for just creating space where he needed to, work in the high guard, uh, fun strikes from off his back, and just, yeah. He worked. He worked the whole time. Yep.
0: But it was a fun fight overall. It was awesome. I, I loved it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, we'll see what the plans are for Condon next. Uh, I said mm-hmm. on the last podcast, I don't see him being somebody that's going to have another title run, but I love yeah. the call-outs that Hardy said. He said, uh, give him a Luke, a maybe, maybe mm. a James Krause. Both those fights yeah. would be really fun. Ooh, him versus the James Krause would be awesome. The James Krause. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. This next fight. <laughs> oh. Now, So I'm this is going to start off of by saying, <laughs> for sure, for me too. I- I'm just going to start off by saying like, I know the announcers were like, sh, fight of the year already? I mean, but yeah, but technically. <laughs> I, I don't... Yeah, the first main event of the year? Yeah,
1: technically but the fight of the year so far. Better than all the other fights on the I card. I think
0: about uh, Zongwei Li, and I think about Joanna, where it's very competitive. Back and it was forth. Back and forth, all the way. I don't consider Max Holloway teeing off on Cater now. I'm not saying that Cater... Didn't bring it because he did. Showed Mm -hmm. a lot of heart Uh, when he was caught up against the fence. He tried to push back, swinging, throwing some huge haymakers. Connected on some of them, Um, but you know, (laughs) almost seven hundred strikes total. I think from Max Holloway. I I wouldn't say this would be fight of the year, and that it would hold. It's not going to hold. Twenty twenty one. It is fight of the year right
1: now. um, But yeah, but it's. I know, but. Uh, yeah, it needs to be more back and forth. Uh, granted, Cater uh, was cracking. He landed some very big shots. Landed over 100 strikes himself. Um, cracked him with a heavy uppercut at one point. Uh, his one-two was looking good too. His jab looked great. Uh, he was landing big shots. It's just Holloway was just in that in that zone, man, where anything you throw at me, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to sidestep everything. I'm, I'm dodging everything. His head movement looked phenomenal. This was potentially the best performance I've ever seen from a fighter, ever. Boxing, MMA. It was, it was obviously recency bias, right? But going I'm getting gooseys
0: right now, Will. Just thinking about dude, it. I'm, getting I'm, go- right I'm now. about to
1: go on a rant, dude. So he broke over a dozen striking records. Some of them were his own. Were her, his own record. Listen to this. Against Ryan uh, Ortega, the records yeah. he had
0: set against Ryan Ortega, right?
1: Yeah, uh, most significant strikes landed in the fight. Uh, It was 290 before. Now it's 445. Wow. Doesn't even make any sense. Uh, Total strikes landed. Previous was 361. He uh, landed 447. Um, Significance attempted. Previous was 515. I think Colby Covington had that. Uh, He threw 744 punches and kicks. Um, and those were just the significant ones. He also broke the record for total strikes attempted, which normally would, or before was 541. He did it with 746, uh, most distant strikes landed, uh, significant head strikes landed, significant body strikes landed. He landed 117 body shots, 117 wow. body shots. Cater landed 134 total. He almost outstruck him just to the body. He landed 274 significant head strikes. Um, uh, Jesus Christ man
0: Well when, when you mention all those strikes The thing that I think about is The way that he mixed everything up Dude From he's... his jab To a straight to the body The uh, oblique kick And I don't know if you noticed but His thigh Cater's thigh Was so yeah. swollen Yeah, it was fucked His up. left eye compared to the right thigh mm-hmm. uh, You know the calf kicks
1: He switched stances at a certain point Never seen the, him switch the, stance before
0: the lead elbow, there's just, it, it was just a masterful Dude, performance. He was throwing,
1: he threw calf kicks, oblique kicks to the knee, oblique kicks to the thigh, outside leg kicks, inside leg kicks. The left body kick was there. The right body kick was there. Head kicks, uh, hooks to the body, straight to the body, knees to the body, knees to the head, jabs, crosses, uh, hooks, uppercuts, elbows, like everything. There wasn't one single strike that he didn't. He threw a he landed a cartwheel kick. Everything he threw... Oh, yeah. he went, in the last dude, round? Yeah. And, dude, I think he landed 87 <sighs> strikes in the fourth round. Just absolute insanity. And <clears throat> you start looking at, like... Because it's easy to have recency bias, right? When I say it's the most impressive performance I've ever seen. Uh, I took down a couple fights. Um, Conor McGregor versus Eddie Alvarez uh, it was one of the Very most impressive performances I've ever seen. Um, because... The power that he was landing at and the accuracy combined was just insane to me. Because he's knocking Eddie Alvarez all over the place and still landing follow-up shots. It was just incredible to see. Um, Dillashaw versus Hennem Brow. the first one. Um, When Dillashaw wasn't even in the UFC game, took the title fight on short notice. Nobody even considered him even ranked, I don't think, at the time. Hennem Brow was pound for pound number one shot comes down, beats the brakes off of him, and then finishes it in the fifth round. Absolutely masterclass. Um, Cody Garbrandt versus Dominic Cruz is up there also. That's a really good one too. Uh, where he's dodging everything Cruz is throwing and just landing, knocking down Cruz. Before, Cruz was unhittable. Uh, Cody Garbrandt was looked at as just a power puncher with not much to his game. Uh, this, was, they were, this was just kind of a... No other contenders for crews to fight type of fight, and then the little Garber- dance that
0: Holloway did Dude. after he avoided those yeah. that remind me a lot of Cody Garbrandt. Garbrandt
1: did too. that in that fight, uh, and then Anderson Silva versus Forrest Griffin, obviously with the head movement and just the picking his shots and just dropping them. I mean, some of those fights, right? It's hard to. It's going to be in a month. I'll see where I kind of place this, uh, but right now, man, um, Holloway. We talked about it going into this fight that. Cater is such a good boxer, an MMA boxer, right? And <clears throat> But he's a slow starter. And if he's a slow starter in this fight, you can't be a slow starter against Max because Max is going to start ramping up and it's going to be too late. If you start late against Max, you're too far behind. He's already left you behind. Yep. Um, and that's exactly what happened. When, when Volkanovski fought Holloway, he came at him right away like a bull and just met him in the middle and just charged him and forced him to start early. Max wasn't ready for that, and that, that's kind of what kept it competitive, right? In this one, man, Cater just started throwing some jabs, throwing some leg kicks, and instantly Holloway was four or five punch combinations straight in his face, kept him on his back foot. And other thing, obviously it's impressive, right? He's landing all these shots, but there's other things that make it so impressive to me. And he, you could hear his corner and, dude, it, it, superhuman performance from Holloway, man. He talked about how back in the day when he didn't have access to training really, he was playing the UFC video games as Jose Aldo and was putting together combinations as Jose Aldo in the game and then going and training those combos. That's how he learned to strike was by playing the UFC video game. And it's so fitting, right, going into this fight because, dude, those games are unrealistic, right? The new one just came out recently. They're unrealistic because you can throw 100 strikes per round. And you're you're just knocking people down five times around. It's it's you can't do that in real life. Holloway did that in this fight. He's out there throwing eighty dude eighty seven strikes landed in the fourth round, and then goes out in the fifth and lands over fifty punches. Like he just didn't get tired. And during all of it, he's mixing it together so well and throwing things. You have no idea what's coming next, and his angles and everything like that. And then you hear, which is almost the most impressive thing for me was during all of this. And he's getting hit dude he was getting hit hard you look at him after the fight it's not like he breezed through this one uh Mm -hmm. he got hit hard a few times um and i think it was the fourth round where you can hear his corner yelling don't let him reset don't let him reset and every time cater would kind of reset plant like he's going to throw his one two that he's so good with Holloway's just in his face, makes him take steps back. Every time he planted, like he was about to go, Holloway's in his face with five-punch combos. And then, Cater landed a good jab. I think it was in the fourth round. He landed a, a stiff jab, and it stunned Holloway. And then you hear Holloway's coach yell, "You think, or he thinks he can jab, show him how to jab. And then Holloway lands three jabs, back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. As soon as he says it, And came in with a jab. Ride. Dude, it was like, oh, you want to jab? And then he's like, jab, jab, jab. And then... Right after that, um, they yelled something else. Uh, I forgot what it was now. But damn, they yelled something. And as soon as they yelled it, he threw it and it landed. And I was like, Are, is he a video game character? Are they playing the video <laughs> game right now? Like, what the fuck is going on, dude? Like, to have the wherewithal in a fight like that, to be able to hear your coaches and just throw it right away. Right? Yeah. Normally, you'll hear a coach yell, hey, the body kick's there. Body kick's there. And then they wait for a bit. Body kick. No no no, they were yelling it and he was doing it almost as they were saying it and it was just fucking beautiful to see man and I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. I really don't, dude. I know it's recency bias and like obviously it's it was it's crazy to watch, but the other thing fuck man, so much about this fight that was awesome. Um the other thing you notice is um when they were up against the cage and Holloway lands that first elbow, that step and elbow from the top. Yep. I've never seen him throw that before. Um, this is a new tool to his game. And then he steps back, ho- or Cater throws a couple hooks, steps right in over again. And that one splits him open. He had a cut from here to here, bleeding out of his the... face. Yep. Just absolute insanity, man. That those elbows were so nasty. And he says in the post-fight interview, he's like, I didn't realize I could do that. Like I'm just gonna do that from now on. And the, it's like <laughs> Dude, you're already so stuck trying to defend what he's doing that you can't get your offense going. Now mixing and wiping blood out of your face? It's fucking crazy, man. And then maybe maybe the coolest thing I've ever seen in the cage. And you, we talk about him breaking his own records. He might have already had this record, right, when he was fighting Ricardo Lamas, and he points down, 30 seconds left. Points down, they stand a trade, even though he could have just coasted and won that fight easily. He risks getting knocked out because he wants to go to war. You see that. Um, you see him showing Ortega, hey, put your hands up. This is how you block shots while he's picking him apart. Cool shit like that, man. And then there's the fifth round of this fight where he's getting hyped. Uh, he looks over the commentary team, says something to them, they freak out. He's styling on him the whole time. Then he turns and looks over. Cater standing right in front of him. Turns and looks yes. over. Screams, I'm the best boxer in the UFC. Jabs, while still looking, jabs him. Hits him flush with the jab. And then dodges three follow-up shots while still looking at them. And then circles around. I've never seen anything like that. Roy Jones is yeah. no-look jab right. Never seen Roy Jones stare, look over at the commentary team. Not break eye contact with them. Claim he's the best ever. Land a jab. Dodge three punches while still looking at them and then to circle around. Never seen anything like that in my entire life. That it was, was beautiful, man.
0: I dude. It was beautiful.
1: I just man, like and to do that against someone like Caterman, that's not he made Cater look like he wasn't supposed to be in there. But dude,
0: Cater's up there, man. Cater And this is why I think that Holloway, when we have the discussion of the best featherweight of all time. Yeah, it's so hard for me personally. I know you're high on Aldo. For me personally, mm-hmm. not to think of Holloway because I think, and also goes to show Volkanovski, just mm-hmm. how good Volkanovski is as well. Yeah. But I, when you take a look at like the caters of the world, right? Uh, and the rest of that that featherweight division, who do we have? We have Brian Ortega. We saw what Holloway was able mm-hmm. to do. Brian Ortega, this is a beat Magomed Sharipov. Quite honestly, yeah. I feel like he's an overrated fighter. I don't think he's. Yeah. I don't think he's. He's a bad fighter. I just think mm-hmm. that he has so much hype behind him. Um, Yair, that guy is trying to avoid Usada right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> there's just. There's levels to this, and for me, you have Volkanovski. For me, Holloway's still number one. Dude, Holloway achieved then, a new level. But then you have everybody else. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, like over there. I don't think, I think. I think. Ortega,
1: Cater, and Volk are all pretty much on the same level. I think they are.
0: I, I think, think until we Man, see Ortega versus Holloway again. I'm just going based off of what we've already seen. In this case, yeah. we have seen Holloway versus Ortega. And no, it no, no. was no no no. I think you I think you misunderstood what I said. Ortega, uh
1: Cater and Volk I think are on the same level, the three of them. Yes. Okay. Holloway yeah. is Holloway is on another, another level. One. I don't think it's on dude, another level. I've never seen anything like that before.
0: So with this, it, there's not much else for me to say about Holloway that you didn't already say. Mm-hmm. What I will say, though, is Yeah, I went on a long rant. Sorry about that. No, no, you're good, you're good. With Cater, Hart... Uh, um, I haven't seen Hart like that in a long time. Probably since the last fight where Holloway just pieced up Ortega, and Ortega yeah. just he couldn't put him away. Mm-hmm. But what Hart by Cater... Um, Dude, he's after, smiling.
1: Smiling in between after,
0: rounds. He was pieced up in the second round. And in the middle, uh, you know, uh, they, they told him you have to be first because they saw with mm-hmm. everything that Holloway was throwing at him, he was waiting and yeah. trying to defend what Holloway... He he, he didn't know what to expect. You're stuck. When he came out being first in the beginning of the third round, he started mm-hmm. having more success. Yeah. But then, again, with just the way that Holloway was mixing it up, he went right back to waiting for Holloway to make the first move, which yep. just led to his demise, man. But and then don't let him reset. <laughs> the... It's such a tough one Because we always say The the gyms, the trainers, the coaches Know their fighters more than anybody How do you feel about that, Will? Would you have stopped at any point in time? Uh, any one are, of those exchanges Where you were like, man It might be the time to throw in the towel Because yeah. it's four rounds to none Going into the fifth Dude, 15, He's getting 42. pieced up He's getting pieced up Yeah, 50-43, 50-43, 50-42 It's an absolute clinic yeah. And your fighter at this point is just taking damage and there's you, you don't see him mm-hmm. winning in any facet at this point.
1: Uh I I don't I would have thrown in the towel during the fight. I would have called it quits though. I would have cut it uh after the fourth. After yeah. the fourth round because man like you said, he gets battered in the second. We're in a tough spot. Uh the third he starts out the third and he's showing you glimpses of what he can do and you know he could put anybody out with those shots. Um All it takes is one from Cater. Uh, So the third kind of redeems himself a little bit, right? Obviously, he still lost the round, but he's showing signs that he can connect still. Um, After the fourth, man, 87 strikes in the fourth round, and he's got a huge gash on the top of his head. His nose is broken. Almost got finished again. Uh, That's, in in my opinion, that's when you stop it. Um, And, man, what an absolute dog Calvin Cater is, man, because he was still, even in the fifth round, landed heavy shots in the fifth round. Obviously... Not enough to do anything, right? But, dude, the fact that he just stood up, dude, a lot of people would've gone down in some of those combos. A lot of people just would've went down and, and just let him finish it, get the TKO. Uh, Absolutely, I've never I've never seen, I don't think I've ever seen it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You look at maybe Dan Hooker versus uh, Edson Barbosa when, when he was taking those body shots. Eventually he had to keel over, but Man, Absolutely how tough is Cater, man. It's Absolutely so impressive. tough. So we and, get, and did or, you hear what Dana said? What? Dana said after the fight, um said it's, he's one of the toughest guys in the UFC. Cater said thanks, but that's not what I want to be remembered for. Son of a bitch, man. What what a Ouch. fucking sport, man. Yeah. Shit like that is like it this isn't even a sport, man. It's diff, it's different, dude. Like it is, it's right? It's life. But, it's Dude, life. Th- thanks, but I don't want to be remembered like that. Fuck, man. That's that's like... Yeah. I don't even know what to say about that.
0: And you, we think about the division. Uh, we got Volkanovski versus Ortega coming up here in a couple months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think winner of that fight needs to fight Holloway again by the end of the year. Yeah. I don't know Dude, if you remember. You can't. You can't. Your boy predicted Holloway holding the belt. By the mm-hmm. end of uh, 2021.
1: Yeah, I think uh, T-City beats beats Volkanovski. And I think Holloway beats T-City. T- Holloway's next fight has to be for a belt. Uh, Holloway's next fight... Like, dude...
2: <laughs> I give him almost, I almost look at this. Holloway like versus Ngannou.
1: I almost look at this like a title defense for Holloway, to be honest. Um, I think he beat, beat Volkanovski both times. Uh, one was definitely Same. close. The other one I thought Same. Holloway definitely won. Um, and cater, man, cater is a title challenger, man. He really is. This, this should have been a title fight for, for
0: Holloway. You, you go back to the drawing board of your cater, right? See what it is that you could do and and learn from this. I I just don't know. Dude, we talked about like Dusko gets knocked out,
1: uh, using his, relying on his head movement too much. Uh, that's something he can learn from, right? Buckley goes in guns a blazing, not respecting his opponent. Um, and that's something he can learn from. cater with this man, I I don't know what you can learn from other than f- I'm never going to be champion. this division. Other than Holloway's there's here. levels. Other than there's what, levels. Because what do you learn technically from this?
0: That's what I'm saying. I I I, I don't know. Dude, Holloway I just, just
1: don't... beats people, man. Holloway's
0: just. And overall, what a main card for ABC to kick it off with.
1: Dude, it was perfect. Wow. Three first round knockouts to start it. Uh, an absolute grappling clinic by Matt Brown and Carlos Condit back and forth. Awesome. Awesome grappling just to say, Hey, this isn't boxing. It's not all knockouts. And then, and then one of the best performances I've ever seen in my entire life, not just in MMA, but man, in all of just like humanity, you know what I mean? Like this is just Max Holloway did things that like, you're not supposed to be able to do that when somebody else is trying to do the same to you. And, Fuck, you man. know what? Was... Well, I'm,
0: I'm thinking about getting a Max Holloway picture right here,
1: dude. He uh, man, he he already is in the pound for pound conversation, right? And the greatest featherweight of all time potentially. It's either him or Aldo. The difference is Holloway's is still going up, dude. You know, yep. Aldo has had his moment in the sun. Almost he's twenty nine. You know? Yeah, man. Uh, twenty nine. And you hear it with with. Going into this fight, Cater says, "I'm a senior in boxing. Max is Max is the freshman. freshman." And in that fifth round, you hear Max scream. This freshman
0: came to play while he's piecing him up, and he's battered, and just fucking. Did you see uh, his post fight interview too, where he's like, "Sometimes a freshman has to come take your girl." Yeah. You know, he's like, "I'm one of those freshmen. I'm gonna come take your girl." And I was like, "Oh damn, man, I think, <laughs> let's take it easy. The dude's already know, battered, dude. pretty bad, you know? Let's." let's... Dude, with a performance dude, like down overall down match for performance
1: just a masterclass, man. You look at, uh, yeah, like I said, right now in my mindset, it's the, it's the best performance I've ever seen, but we'll see if that holds up.
0: All right. Uh, you want to go over to Will's wisdom? Yeah, let's do it. Will's wisdom. All right. So have a few things for, for you, Will. First one's Dana's message where he talks about Habib wants to see if they show him anything, you know. Like, what was this message for you? Was the anticipation worth it? The buildup worth it? Uh, what, what do you think?
1: Man, honestly, I don't want to see him fight Connor or Dustin. Um, <clears throat> I like that he already said that he's impressed with Oliveira. Mm-hmm. I think we will see Khabib again. Um, whether it's going to be anytime soon, I don't know. Um, the fact that he even brought up Oliveira makes me think that he wants to fight Olivera. Why why even bring it up? You know if 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 it's going to be decided between uh Dustin and Connor, why even bring up Olivera? You know what I mean? He's already got his attention. Um, I think if Chandler beats Hooker, I would rather him see I would rather see him fight the winner of Chandler versus Hooker or Olivera, one of those three over Connor. I don't want to see any rematches with Khabib. For 30 and 0, I don't want it to be a rematch. You know what I mean? I want I want to look at when it's all said and done with Khabib, I want to look at his resume and see each new fighter that he that he brought up to him and and just shut down. I don't want to see him if he finishes with Connor or Dustin. No disrespect to either of them, right? They're great fighters, but um, if he been there, done that. Been there, done that, man. Like it's I, if we only get one more, do we want it to be a rematch? I don't. If if uh, Chandler really comes out and shows that hey, I'm top top UFC caliber. Why not have him fight I mean, obviously Khabib beats him, but
0: I can use another one of those walkouts, though so. that was legendary. Dude, we'll probably see one versus we'll, Yeah, we'll get it like... again. Even if even if Kabib fights
1: Chandler, Hooker, or Oliveira, we're gonna see Connor fight for the belt again. It's gonna happen. You know, sure. this is why Dana said this isn't for the belt. It's not because he thought Khabib was gonna come back. It's because once Connor gets the belt, all bets are off. We don't even know if we fight if he if he fights again. By making this fight not for the belt, it guarantees Connor's fighting again. You know what I mean? So, I I I hope it's not Dustin or Connor. I hope Dustin beats Connor. I hope Hooker beats Chandler. I would love to see Oliveira versus Khabib. Um, I just want fresh blood in there. If we're gonna get one more, I'm not wasting it on a rematch. Just bleed. You know? Yeah, just, just fucking bleed,
0: bleed dude. <laughs> All right, so. You know <laughs> With Holloway going into this, he mentioned the fact that he did no sparring, no heavy mm-hmm. sparring on his last fight, this fight. Thoughts on sparring versus not sparring for these MMA fighters going into their uh, major fights?
1: Uh, I think it's something that is... Robbie Lawler did the same thing for a while, eventually started sparring again. He said the same thing. I already know how to fight. Why am I losing my chin potentially and chipping away at it? You, can only t- you, only have, you have a number of shots you can take, right? Yep. Well, I lose those in the gym. Um, that being said, I think you're able to do something like that once you become Max Holloway. You know what I mean? Like, Max Holloway doesn't need to spar. Uh, Dusko Todorovich needs, to needs to spar to work on that head movement. Um, once you get to that level, though, I don't see why, why you need to. Um, clearly, I th- going into this fight, both the narrative was both of these guys are slow starters which one is going to land first and and uh, take charge first. Holloway started faster than he ever, ever has in his whole career. And I think part of that is because of the, the lack of sparring. I think he was ready to go. I think he was like cooped up and wanted to go. So as soon as it started, he was like, off to the races, here we go. Um, I don't think it's something that everybody should do, but I do think there's real validity to, to cutting down on sparring. Once you get to that level.
0: Okay. Uh, next one. DeKirko says he wants Anik to interview both winners and losers. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, you get that
1: in title fights usually. Winners and losers get, get uh, at least more, more so back in the day. Um, I definitely yep. think they should. Um, if they get knocked, the, I think Rogan was right to stop interviewing losers if they lost by knockout. Um, if you get knocked out, you shouldn't get an interview in my opinion um but yeah if it's a, a hard fought fight you talk to both of them why not
0: you know for sure I, I think i'm with you there uh espn's mma they ranked the top 10 fighters that they're predicting for this year who's gonna have like the best years essentially uh so i want to see if you agree number 10 aljamain sterling number nine kamaru Usman. Number eight, Conor McGregor. Number seven, Amanda Nunes. Number six, Valentina Shevchenko. Number five, Zhang Lee Li. Number four, Francis Ngannou. Number three, Davison Figueiredo. Number two, John Jones. Number one, Izzy. Thoughts?
1: I agree with the Izzy one, uh, just because if he becomes a two-division champ, I don't see anybody else doing that in this in this year. Um, that's hard. It's super hard to top, you know? Some of those I don't agree with at all. Um, Aljamain, I could see that. I could see Aljamain beating Piotr Jan
0: and then and then defending his belt maybe even twice. Um, well, the fact think, that they don't have Piotr Jan on here makes me think that ESPN is expecting. Yeah. Aljamain definitely. to win the title. Yeah. And the A fact lot of that they don't have right Stepe on here lets me know that they're planning or thinking Francis Ngannou is going to take that that title. Which is so confirmed it, now for March. Yep. Oh, so excited! So excited! I, I think Stipe uh, should be on that list in the top five. I think
1: I wouldn't be surprised if Stipe beats Francis again, fights John Jones, and actually beats John Jones, becomes the first guy to beat John Jones, and retires the greatest heavyweight of all time. I could. That's a very real possibility. The fact that he's not even mentioned on that list. He, he said crazy. he wasn't. Yeah. Nope. That's that's stupid. That's the dumbest shit I've ever seen.
0: I mean, that's our boy Stepe. We we flew from California into Dallas to watch our boy Stepe live against uh, JDS.
1: Yep. So yeah, I, dude, there's the, a very the real disrespect. chance he achieves... he has already achieved greatness, but there's a very real chance in two fights this year he becomes one of the greatest heavy, probably the greatest heavyweight of all time. If he beats Francis again and then and then beats John Jones, obviously both of those aren't easy tasks, but we know he can do one of them. Um, we've seen seen it happen before, so. Yeah, that's crazy to me that Stipe's not in there. That's a, that's a stupid list. The
0: disrespect. Yeah, I know put some respect that on that out. man's name. Yeah. All right. Last one here. So LFA recently had a new commentary team of uh, Alan Joban and Laura Senko joined the commentary team as well, right? So yeah. First of all, Alan Joban, male dime piece. Well, you know why, right? Why? Tell me. Because Pat Milicic. Ah, okay because he got fired well
1: because he was over in uh the capital during a little bit of a a coup attempt
0: so good for alan joban i guess for taking advantage of the situation but uh male dime piece and alan joban uh i think he's underrated with his analysis yeah he's good and then uh do you know how i feel about laura senko yeah that's my girl right there right so
1: the flip side of of joban you know, the mirror of
0: Joban. That, that might be, yeah, damn, yeah, that's a good commentary team. Dude, think about it, man. Uh, yeah. Because Senko, again, an ex-fighter herself, mm-hmm. great analysis, and definitely looks the part. She's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Right? What <clears throat> What are your thoughts about Laura Senko moving into UFC commentary team? Who would you see her uh, get partnered with? Thoughts? What is she? I I I missed the LFA event. I I
1: I know they just had it, right? Um, was she doing play by play or or what was she doing? Color, color, color. Nah, it's not gonna happen. You
0: don't think it's gonna happen?
1: No. She, um. With the the direction the UFC is going, it's I don't think it's gonna happen. If it does, I mean it might, you know, but um, she would probably get paired with. It would probably, I would imagine, be Anik, uh Felder and her Felder. On, on like a smaller card. I don't need it to be honest. Um, I like the direction they're going with with their commentary, with with like former UFC fighters of of like real real knowledge. I mean, man, Dan Hardy, DC Felder, um, Dominic Cruz. I'm not a huge fan of him, but th- his mind is is invaluable, right? So let's keep it. Let's keep it like that. Bisping, I think, is fantastic as a commentator. He's uh, awesome I just don't too. see any. I don't see any openings. You know what I mean?
0: So it's not necessarily the skill set. It's just with the group that we have right now intact within the UFC. Yeah, we're good with what we got right now.
1: Yeah, I think so, dude. If they're gonna let Jimmy Smith go, you
0: know what I mean. Laura Sanko's not joining anytime soon. If anything, let's pull Dom Cruz out, <laughs> put Laura Sanko in there, add some personality, and we're good.
1: And we're good. Okay.
0: And we're good. <laughs> man, uh, that's all I got. Do you have anything else, Will?
1: Oh, man. I don't think so. I don't think so. So
0: coming up, uh, we have another event. What is it on uh, Wednesday or Thursday? Mm-hmm. This Wednesday. This is for Michael Chiesa yeah. uh, and Neil Magny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do a prediction card for that one. No, I think... A prediction pl- uh, pod.
1: Yeah, I think the plan was we're going to... Uh, so that's on Wednesday I think the plan was we're gonna record Thursday night mm-hmm. do a quick recap of that card and do predictions for um for the uh UC with a 257 the next one and have yeah. that posted on Friday morning
0: I think that that's just hard ugly. to fit it in man you know that'll probably be a lot better for sure all right so uh that's all I got
2: hang on we got one more thing uh we talked about this before but Whenever our viewers and listeners watch this show, we'll have the podcast feeds up. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh. Well, Wait, can there you explain we go. that a little bit more? Because I still don't even understand <clears throat> that shit. Oh, it's pretty. It's pretty <laughs> simple. Uh, I'm gonna take the audio from this recording that we're doing right now, and the platforms are gonna increase with time. But at the very least, we're gonna be on Anchor FM for podcast listening, audio only. Uh, Spotify will come with it immediately. Apple Podcast should be there too, but I don't have an exact date. All the platforms will be available in the YouTube link subscription. So if there's anyone that prefers uh, audio only for their car drive, someone that they want to get into the MMA but doesn't have a YouTube premium or they don't like using YouTube very much, more options for all our listeners. And we'll keep everyone posted. At the the very least, we'll have every one of these episodes in audio form. And we'll try to get the previews that y'all mentioned as well. But at the very least, the main card uh, recaps will be in podcast form also. So please, when you see them, like and subscribe subscribe on leave a review leave a rating all that good stuff that would be really appreciated as we try to grow the show well awesome.
0: said. rich the casual coming through watching <laughs> mandalorian and reminding us about uh the podcast being available on more platforms and i'm excited about that too will yeah that's cool man that's cool. I, I i love it man and uh we ordered some new shirts those will be arriving pretty soon. I think that we said that we're going to hold uh, like some type of contest to get some free shirts out to some listeners. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that as well. Some cool shirts. Uh, and other than that, <laughs> yeah, you seem super excited. Hey, man. That was a Dom Cruz-type introduction. I spent a lot of time on those shirts. You know
1: what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Didn't even get All a right shout-out for hard work. Shout-out to Will. So we have some new shirts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to Story of the Fight, everybody.